Welcome to the Circle Stories Podcast, where we aim to explore the stories within, between, and around the various circles we inhabit in our lives. Hello, Circle Stories listeners. A few housekeeping items before we hear from E. Jane Wilson. First, thank you. This is the first episode out since my public announcement. Thanks to Missy Harris for her introduction. Thanks to those of you who have sent encouragement and kind words my way. Thanks to my guests and conversational partners thus far. And thanks to Karma, my best friend and soulmate, for all of your support. Now on to this episode. I would like to apologize to Jane for asking her to speak for her entire generation, and I want her to know that while I and many others see tremendous promise in said generation, we will not hold her responsible for the times you will inevitably fail us. Speaking of failures... I forgot to hit the record button on the first seven minutes of our conversation and made Jane repeat all of the good stuff she had already said. My guest today is Jane Wilson. How are you, Jane? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Doing pretty well. Good. And you're a member of the Circle of Mercy community that I am a part of, is that right? Your, your parents, your family goes there, your younger sister? Yes. You guys have been going there for, man, two years now? I don't know, because I've been to BYC twice. Oh, that's true. That's uh, true. Maybe like two and a half years. And just like BYC, do you remember um, when you get together in the evenings um, and do a check-in mm-hmm. at BYC? Let's do that. Your, your sister always came up with really great names for it, but if you can think of a high or a low from the past week or so, um, what would that be? I think a high for the past week and for the past few weeks has been seeing the incredible response from young people to the Black Lives Matter movement, seeing how so many of my friends have been taking action, inspiring me to take action, and I don't know, kind of working together to to learn more about everything and seeing like seeing all the protests. It's been really amazing. I think a low this week I've just been trying to this is my second, I guess, week without having school and stuff. And so I'm kind of still in the process of like figuring out what I'm actually going to be doing this summer, like spending my time doing. Right. What were you going to do had COVID not happened? Did you have to cancel plans for the summer? Yes. Actually, I don't know. I would have been going to New York for a two-week summer program with the New York Times, kind of like writing and reporting in the big city. But, or the big, what? The Big Apple. <laughs> well, hmm. it's a big city too. Yeah. I guess you're right. And oh, Have you considered that if, if you had done that and these protests had broken out, how interesting that would have been for yeah, you to be there right now? Your Especially, parents probably would have been freaking out. <laughs> yeah, and for like the reporting aspect too, like what an amazing time. Yeah, that would have been. They're arresting reporters. I mean, they're, yeah, things are not going. Yeah. The person who was like hit in the face with a rubber bullet, that's terrible, but. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to, wow. To think about you might have been there right now. That's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hadn't actually thought about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's. Um, so you just graduated, right? Yes, I did. From the School of... Science and Math. 
and that's in Raleigh, right? It's in Durham, yeah. Durham, okay. And you were there for two years, is that right? Correct. And when was the first time you really heard about COVID and, and kind of were impacted by it? I mean, when did you first hear that you guys weren't going to be able to finish out your year? Yeah, so so it was the Wednesday of that week in March where everything just kind of started to shut down. My school is about a mile away from Duke, and we had heard on Tuesday that the students were planning on, okay, they canceled school after spring break, mm-hmm. so like they wouldn't be coming back after spring break. So that kind of made a little, it, there were weird vibes around campus at that point, even before we knew what we were going to be doing. And so at that point, we were just waiting for an email, and then early on Wednesday, all of the UNC system colleges kind of closed down, and then we were assuming that we weren't going to be able to come back. So a few of my friends and I, we were eating at one of our favorite restaurants in Durham, and we got the email. It was kind of a weird feeling. Did they tell you to leave the next morning, or did you have a couple of days to wrap things up, or...? Yeah, so that was actually kind of a a good thing about it. We weren't on spring break because we were on trimester schedule and then rest at normal colleges are on semesters. And so all of them were on spring break for the most part, but we were at school. So we had actually until to kind of get our things together. And we also at this point didn't know for sure if we were going to be coming back or not. Right. Completely weird to think about. (laughs) Like We didn't know of like how impactful this pandemic was going to be on every aspect of our life. We were like, three weeks max. We'll we'll be back. So it wasn't like too serious of goodbyes, but I haven't seen any of those people really since. Yeah, I remember the same thing. It was about, I think it's the Friday that you were talking about where um, we first heard that the NBA had canceled. And we're like, okay, that's serious. And then, you know, couple days. It seemed like there for a while, every day, something else closed down or it just, it changed every day for a couple of weeks. Um, And that was so eerie. I know once everything shut down here, Karma and I just kind of were in shock for a couple of weeks. Is that, is that kind of how it felt to you when you got home? Yeah. Well, the first thing I did when I got home was I slept for about 10 hours. (laughs) I don't know. School can be a lot. And Mm -hmm. I had not been sleeping a lot the past few, few nights, just like spending extra time with the friends who I wouldn't be seeing in a while. Right. So when I woke up from that little coma there, I, it was just, it was kind of, I just didn't really know what to do. <laughs> it felt like a normal weekend at home with my family. for the most mm. mm-hmm. I mean, as you were saying, like things closed down, like in increments kind of. So like at that point, like we could still go to restaurants, even that feeling like, yeah, I'm home. But like, I mean, this can just be an excuse to hang out with all my friends from home just do all my favorite things in black mountain and experience that the mountains like it can't be like that bad but then eventually everything started closing down and it was i don't know i think being able to be with my family have them there too was was a good thing and also the way that people are able to connect digitally facetiming my friends all the time playing like online games with them like i don't know and like we would watch, there's this app called Netflix Party, so we'd watch Netflix shows together. It, it made it a little more bearable, but at the same time, it's like no one knew what was going on. This was unexplored territory for everyone, and obviously we had it better than a lot of people. Like, I don't know. You're kind of secluded, but also connecting. I don't know. It was weird. It's weird, isn't it? You can connect, but you're also isolated. It's kind of a weird place to be in, because we felt the same way. 
And I think that people took this time to like get to know Zoom and like those things. So you also had like so much time on your hands that it did make it a lot easier to see people you'd never even thought of seeing online before. You know? Right. Did you have to complete the, the whole last trimester online then or how was that? It was two weeks into the third trimester. The third. Okay. So you just finished the rest of it online. How was that? It was it was not my favorite thing ever. <laughs> There's definitely, you lose a lot when you miss out on the in-classroom experience. I never really taken an online class before and it was kind of like, you know, when you start the summer on your first, like your first swim of the summer and you just like jump dive off of the high dive, it was kind of like, you know, <laughs> what is going on. <laughs> Just die right in, huh? Yeah. A lot of my teachers were good about it. They were, like, not giving too much work, kind of understanding that people had different situations going on at home. Some, like, obviously, like, people had to be working, taking care of their families. And so some of those, some teachers were good about that, but then other teachers were not. And it kind of made for a, a stressful navigation of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad it's over, but it was also nice to have something to do. <laughs> Yeah, you get that. Are you going to North Carolina this fall? Yes, hopefully. <laughs> Have they said anything about whether they're opening or anything? Or? Yeah, so they actually are planning to open earlier than usual. So we'll be going back starting August 3rd. Classes will start August 10th. Then we'll be able to end the semester a little bit early, so around Thanksgiving. And then we won't have a fall break exactly. We'll just not come back after Thanksgiving. And so that's to technically like have a longer period of social distancing within the year to kind of prevent a second wave. Mm -hmm. If that does work out, I'm here for it. I think it could be good or it could be, or it might, we might be home within the first week. I think the combination of administrators who like want their tuition money <laughs> And students who miss their friends could be deadly, but I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I've heard um, I've heard that that's what a lot of schools are going to do: to start earlier and then send everybody home before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So you don't have to go, come back. Yeah. I, you know, this is this is new territory for everybody. Nobody knows how to do this. So, yeah. You guys are part of the experiment. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think you're right. And the size of the campus and hopefully the size of the classrooms, you, you will be able to do some social distancing and you will be able to, to do in-class learning because that's a big part of the college experience, I think. Yeah. And we look forward to hearing about how it's going. <laughs> yeah, you don't know. <laughs> you guys haven't really been part of a huge social movement yet. What are you hearing from your friends about the protests and about the Black Lives Matter movement? What do you think about it? What, what's been said by you guys? What are you guys thinking? Yeah, I've, I've, run, I've just been absolutely inspired by everything I've been seeing from young people during this time. Because, I don't know, I've been, okay, I've been seeing, like, people say, we're the Gen Z. If you, like, make us order alone at a restaurant or, like, take call in a takeout order we'll like freak out but when it comes to like talking to racist friends we'll like no right there. <laughs> i don't know whether it's sharing resources online for like people who can't protest you know we are in a pandemic or right. i don't know like giving spaces to listen to those who we haven't been listening to so wrongfully i think it's 
it's just been, I don't know, I feel so inspired by everyone and I'm inspired to take action and seeing other people being inspired and people who I'd never even thought about it before. <laughs> like, I grew up in Mississippi and I didn't know one progressive thinker that I could just name off the top of my head. And I, I've been seeing so many people encouraging people to donate, encouraging people to pick up a new book. I don't know. Encouraging people just to speak out. And yeah. I mean, that's, that's important that these voices are starting to be heard now on a greater scale than what they have. I mean, it used to be only the progressive thinkers that were aware of these people. And now, like you said, a lot of us are becoming, my, myself included, are becoming aware of, of uh, race issues and those issues of privilege, white privilege. No, you're not alone. We're learning too, some of us older people, <laughs> about, the, about these things. And we've been around it a lot longer than you have. Yeah. And so shame on us. But um, I, I think, and I, I hesitate to say this, but I think, you know, some of this is going to stick, thank goodness, because, you know, this has been happening a long time and sometimes things like this get going and they just fizzle out. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but this feels different to me. This feels like there's some actual movement that might happen. It, it really is in large part thanks to you guys. I mean, especially after um, the school shootings and the march you guys did in Washington, your generation has been really stepping up and really vocal in getting these things in the forefront. And that has been so good for the country yeah. and you guys give us a lot of hope so keep it up you're 18 right yes so you can vote in november yeah yeah excited i'm so excited to you you and a lot of your friends uh, old jaded people will tend to say that young people don't vote i think you guys are going to prove them wrong are you getting that feeling as well are you and your friends pretty excited about getting getting out there and i really hope so I don't know really what. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't I speak. I don't want, you don't have to speak for your entire generation. I get that. Yeah. And I can't really say anything either about how excited people are feeling about the election. The one, you know, the, just the minor one in November. <laughs> yeah. Just the most important one of our lives, you mean? Yeah. Me, yeah. <laughs> I really hope to. Like a few weeks ago, I was feeling kind of like super stressed about it. But like now that everything has been happening and I've been seeing these people who are my age, who I never thought would be thinking in similar ways. I feel a little more hopeful. I don't know. Good. Yeah. I think you guys will step up. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> You're going to save us all. So just when we thought it couldn't get any stranger after the COVID quarantine that we've been going through, we now have the shooting of George Floyd and everything that that's brought. How is your family dealing with the quarantine? You're spending a lot more time together. That's <laughs> true. That's has true. that been good? <laughs> yeah, it's something I didn't really expect to happen, like ever again, you know? Because, I mean, summers for a camp director's family are super busy and my mom for her job is usually traveling at least once a month and in the summer sometimes more and so it's been from my perspective don't tell them i said this but i'm really enjoying getting to sure sure no that won't make it and i'll cut that out <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah and i mean obviously there are some points where i just want to like run away you know but then i just take a walk and and we're good usually <laughs> We've been going over, we go over to camp every once in a while. They're doing like a family camp because they're not having regular sessions with campers. They're like having families come in and stay in the cabins. And so they've been getting ready for that. And so I've been able to see some of the people who work there just around. I don't know. That's the 
those people too. Right, right. But at least you get to go to camp and see some people different than, than people in your house, right? It's You get to get out once in a while and yes. go to camp and stuff. So that's nice. Yes, that is definitely a huge plus. I was the, the I was talking. Do you know Beth buys? She goes to Circle. I was talking to her about this um, last week, and she said that you know she has four kids, and you know from college all the way down to sophomore in high school, and the college kid had to move home. And it's sort of like what you're saying. It's sort of like you know they didn't really know how to do this. It's all of a sudden like you had this new roommate that moved in, and yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, you said you weren't really expecting to move home. You pretty much spend all summer at the camp, don't you? Yeah. This summer, you'll be spending most of your time at home, or you're going to move to the camp? Yeah, we'll be spending our time here. They aren't going to do anything except for, like, family camps? Yeah, and they need the place where we usually stay to, like, rent to other families. And oh, okay. It'll be nice. Like, I've never spent a summer in my actual house. <laughs> you're real. Pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think my family's been doing okay. My good. dad's definitely busy, but not as busy as usual. And your, your mom hasn't been traveling, but she's been, has she yeah. been Zooming a lot? Yes. <laughs> instead, yeah. Yeah. When I was in school, there would be, like, times where the four of us were just all on Zoom calls. <laughs> And yeah, it was, <laughs> and then my sister would try to like practice the piano or vacuum. And we're like, oh no, you have to schedule like house cleaning around all the Zoom calls. Cause... Yeah, I don't know why, but she gets in this like little state of mind when it's time to vacuum the house. She's like, it has to be done now. Mm. I kind of get it. You know, when you get in those like cleaning moods. Right, right. You want to take advantage of it, right? Exactly, because it could be like another like week and a half before. <laughs> before you get in a cleaning mood. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. What do you miss most about not being able to go out? I think probably like just being able to see my friends and like hang out with them without feeling stressed. I've seen a few of my friends, but we've been like taking walks like six feet apart. It's a lot different. Yeah. Do you think we'll be able to get back to something a little more normal in a couple of weeks or a couple of months? What do you think is the time to? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, technically, I'm supposed to be at school in like two months. Right. So maybe by then. But also, I don't want to say that because I have no idea and anything could happen. <laughs> I just I feel like at this point, there's no way to predict anything that's going on. Mm, yeah. So what are the, some of the funnier memes you've been seeing? Because we have to laugh at this kind of time. Otherwise, we'll go crazy. That's true. That's true. Well, one of the things, okay, so I get all of my internet, like, funny content from TikTok. Okay. Amazing app. You can spend, like, four hours on it in one sitting and not even realize you'll, okay, it's like a tranquilizer kind of. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word. But, like, you'll be, like, sitting in this one, like, really awkward position and then four hours later, you'll be sitting in the same exact place and you won't even, I don't know, it's, it's mind magic or something. I haven't done TikTok yet, so you're saying I should. Well, yeah, probably. probably <laughs> um, <laughs> so these are just really short video segments, right? Yes. And then you have, you have a for you page. And so you just keep scrolling. It's actually like kind of scary because you keep scrolling and the videos never run out. They're just like suggested to you. And they like change based on what, like which ones, whichever ones you like, they'll like start giving you similar ones. And so first of all, that's been like a great way to get information about protests and see what people are doing. Mm. And there's also I don't know if you've seen this. This is the funny part on YouTube, like YouTube ads. They're like, wish Donald Trump a happy birthday. And so you can click on it and then it's like your name and then like your message. And people have been uploading 
these videos <laughs> of their messages to him. And I don't even have one on me right now, but just imagine. They're so funny. Another really hilarious thing that comes to mind is I saw this TikTok of this guy who, well, he was one of the students who was on spring break when the pandemic hit and he had just broken his leg or like broken his foot or something. And so all he packed for spring break was right shoes, okay? <laughs> he has like a size 14 or something. And so he doesn't get to go back to campus and get his, his shoes. And over the course of quarantine, his foot is healing. And so he doesn't have any shoes and his foot is so big that he can't, he has to like special order it and it's gonna take like a month. That made me laugh so hard. Just <laughs> That is funny. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff on TikTok. Let's take a break. Coming up, Jane and I talk about how she's coping and how her family is doing with the quarantine and, and life as the new normal. And it wasn't until I listened back to this that I realized this young journalist had turned the tables on me and had started asking me questions. Well done. Anyway, let's hear a song from my friend David Lamont. This is Home By Now. You were reading in the cafe About that kid who left his home Disappeared into the Northwoods And he died up there alone You were staring out the window if your thoughts had wandered far Then you ordered cappuccino And got back into your car Keep the traffic moving There's nothing to see here Rubbernecking in the buffet line Where the choices all seem far too clear So comfortable it's painful Can't feel it anyhow Hey, if you lived here, you'd be home by now You'd be home by now They were sitting in the hot tub Of a cheap resort hotel They were toasting to the good life But they didn't look too well He said, this is why you work for 40 years Pay your dues she told me about his bypass How he's careful with his food Keep the traffic moving Nothing to see here Rubbernecking in the buffet line Where the choices all seem far too clear So comfortable it's painful Can't feel it anyhow Hey, if you lived here You'd be home by now Pay your money, take your choice Choose your vision, lose your voice Tell the story with a sigh A thousand roads I've taken Caught you glancing in that window Driving past that pretty house 
was a family in the dining room for halfway to their mouths. Makes you wanna pass your plate back and have a little more. But you left that table years ago. Your key won't fit the door. Keep the traffic moving. Nothing to see here. Rubbernecking in the buffet line with choices all seem far too clear. So comfortable it's painful. Can't feel it anyhow. Hey, if you lived here, you'd be home by now. You'd be home by now. You'd be home by I got these like postcards that have you like watercolor on them to thank the people who are like giving me graduation gifts and random people notes. I've been doing that and that's been a good way to be less stressed. I am not really an artist, but it is kind of nice. What else are you doing to keep less stressed? Um, lying in bed for four hours watching TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of makes me more stressed than I <laughs> And I'm like, I just wasted four hours. It, it, it doesn't stress you out until you get to the end and you realize you wasted four hours, right? That's true. Yeah. But during the four hours, it is amazing. Um, hey, sometimes we just need to numb out for a while. I get that. Yes, you're right. Yeah. I feel like I've had like a bunch of different little phases of things that I've been enjoying throughout the time. Like at the beginning, I rewatched all of New Girl. Do you know that show? I do. Really good. It was the only thing that was making me happy for a while. You know, going back to, like, what I was feeling during that first few weeks, it, I was completely not thinking about anything and just watching New Girl. I think that was what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. I think during those first three weeks, we all were binging on whatever we needed to yeah. kind of stay sane. Yes. <laughs> my parents would come into my room at, like, 11 or something, like, telling me they were going to sleep, and I would be, like, watching my nightly, like, four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Because it was like, and I would just be like cracking up. I don't know. It's it makes me laugh so hard. I can't remember what I worked through. I must have worked through five or six shows just completely. You know, like the four episode nights. That's that's a real thing. Yeah. I, I kept getting to the point where Netflix asked me if I still wanted to watch the next show, which I thought was really rude. I know. Like, <laughs> yes, Netflix. <laughs> Why would you? I'm still here. <laughs> never understood that question. <laughs> then you have to take that extra little movement to yeah. say and like yeah. i'm completely comfortable just play the next episode already yeah don't, don't guilt me <laughs> what are some of your favorite shows oh man what have i been watching um early on i think i watched uh well we've started watching um west wing again so we're in the we're partway through the first season but mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you watched that or not but um it's an old 90s show or early 2000s i guess have you watched it i haven't okay well it's a it's a political show and it it makes us feel really good about ourselves and <laughs> what could be it, it came out during the bush administration and so it, it was it was something for all the liberals to watch to to make us feel better um and it's really it's really well written and really fast. The dialogue is really fast. And it was one of the first shows that really came out that was like that. 
that wasn't just a stupid drama or a stupid sitcom mm -hmm. um, that, you know, it felt fresh and not formulaic. And so we really liked it. I've started watching all the Star Wars movies again because I do. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about what do you think about the new trilogy? You know what? I really liked it. I thought it was done really well, and and the episodes one, two, and three are just a train wreck, and probably shouldn't be uh, watched very often or whatever. But you know, I grew up in, on four, five, and six. I saw I saw those in the theater when I was I was in. I don't know, 10 or 11 when it came out, the first one, you know, and we went, we rode our bikes to the theater that summer, like, and used our lawnmower money to, to, uh, to watch that like four or five or six, 10 times that summer, you know, when movies were three bucks. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I got hooked on those at a young age, but uh, no, I really liked the, the seven, eight and nine. I thought they were really, I thought they were done well and they're, they're funny and they're action packed and there's a lot of good stuff in there. So what did you think of them? Um, do you even like this, the franchise? I mean, you don't have to. Karma doesn't, so <laughs> what's that? I'm fine with it. I I don't know if I've seen all of them. So four, five, and six better than seven, eight, and nine still to you? Probably, but just because that's what I grew up on and saw and yeah. I mean, I've only seen seven, eight, and nine once, so I need to see them again. Yeah. Um, Very controversial opinions here. Really? I think everyone thinks something different. <laughs> huh. Wars and, I don't know. Well, that's true. There, were, there was controversy about Seven and about the portrayal of Luke and how, yeah. But, um, yeah. I, I love him too much to, to hate him. I mean, I can even watch the first three and feel like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> even though they're crazy. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, no, uh, I don't know. I've, I went on Amazon. I went on Amazon Prime and watched. I can't even tell you what I. I should probably go back and write down what all I watched. But those that first month or five six weeks, I was watching TV so much that I got tired of it. <laughs> I remember talking to my family, going, "I'm tired of watching TV. I'm tired of eating. I'm tired of sleeping. I'm tired of cooking." <laughs> just, we were getting tired of everything because we every day seemed like the same there for a while. Yeah. We lost track of weekends, you know, weekends didn't mean anything. It just was so, so weird. Yeah. Even now. <laughs> Even now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Actually now more than when I was in school, I'm like, it's Thursday already. What? <laughs> right. At least in school, you could, you knew what day it was because you knew what you had to do the next day. Yeah. And yeah. The, like, I did know, I did know weekends because. Right. Right. That's true to deal with this online hell uh situation right <laughs> are you participating in the tuesday night youth group zooms from circle i have been you have been okay and you're seeing a movie next tuesday night i think um just mercy have I you did. seen that i have seen it we actually that was one of our the first movies my family watched when we were like in the start of quarantine but i it was have you seen it i haven't yet no yeah but Probably for you, seeing it a second time, you'll be able to catch more and, and you'll be able to see it in a different light now, especially with everything that's been going on. Definitely. I think, yeah, it was such an important story. Really hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> hard to think about how that could even be possible. But When you look back in five years, when you look back on this time in five years, what do you think you'll remember? What do you want to remember from this time? 
I don't know. I don't know if this is a necessarily answers the question very well, but I saw this video the other day of a graduating class. They were like in the in a field or something. They were all standing six feet apart with their masks on and whatever. And the national anthem was playing and over half of the students were kneeling or like sitting or something and then half of them were standing. And I just think that so well <laughs> kind of represents what I've been or like what we've all like I don't know. Yeah. yeah it's that's, like, that's powerful. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know if I saw that video like three months ago or like, no, four months ago, what form? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, what? <laughs> what are they right. doing? How is that? Right. Real? But, but now if we see that five years from now, we'll know what that, what that meant and what that yeah. stood for. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of weird returning to normal returning to normal we shouldn't go back to normal you know what i mean because we make a better normal there you go what do you think we can take forward that that would be better that you don't want to get back to normal yeah i think just this new way of being more conscious of of our like a privilege of how some people are have it just way easier in the world and it's not because they chose that it's just how it is <laughs> and just this kind of mindset of we're going to speak our minds and we're going to learn with each other and think about the hard things, have the difficult conversations. Like I've been loving every most dinner, like most dinner nights we'll like eat together as a family and we'll just talk about the protests. And like, I, I've been like, we've all been learning so much like about, the policing system, the prison system, like things that we hadn't even given thought to and now are proving themselves to be something we definitely need to change and need to um, improve or even just start over, start over the thought process. I think it's just been a really good learning experience and obviously not an experience because it's something that we're a mindset maybe that I and I hope other people will continue to keep. Yeah. Already we were looking at a lot of disparity um, in terms of how COVID was hitting us. Like yeah. it was hitting the the poor and the disenfranchised and the people of color a lot more than the affluent white population because the affluent white population could stay home. We had jobs that did let us work from home. And so all of a sudden on top of that was the George, George Floyd protests. I mean, it almost seemed to like this oh and this you know it's it's not like it's not just the virus it's everything else that's been going on with the protests like you said so that's just been an incredible it, it almost upped the game when it didn't seem like you know it already seemed like we were so um we were so beat down by this COVID thing already we were so we didn't know what to do already and then all of a sudden this this whole other thing came up and it just i don't know it's been so crazy yeah um, and i think because the pandemic kind of un or unveiled what, what's the word for that kind of just like showed all of these disparities that exist like that is part of the reason why this is such a huge movement today mm -hmm. and I think people 
I mean, all, people have been frustrated for so long, and this was maybe just kind of one of the last straws. Um, yeah. Also, like the the publicness of George Floyd's death, the way that we were all able to watch that video and just feel the horror, mm-hmm. and just yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. COVID pulled back the curtain, but then the George, George Floyd situation seemed to seem to shine a light on what was behind the curtain. So we were already starting to see, you know, that maybe we didn't want to go back to the old normal. Right. And, that, and then now we definitely don't want to go back to the old normal and we want to move forward. And I think that's that's been a huge gift of, I don't want to say gift, that's been a huge result of, of the unrest and what's been going on. Cause I know people have been getting hurt and I know that that's, that's the hard part of this, but if good can come out of this, I think we'll be, yeah. we'll be, yeah. Good has already, some good has already been coming out, coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're more awake. We're more, informed or more right and i think minneapolis has like are working on their new police like defunding their police system um several states have banned chokeholds now which is good yeah Yeah, you're right some good people things are moving a lot quicker than they usually do and that's been good you're right yeah i think just becoming aware of like like i didn't know that i wasn't come it wasn't in my head that these police who are trying who are here to protect us this isn't quotes you can't actually see me but um i think the fact that they're not held accountable for their actions like now that that's been we've been hearing about it more. I think there's no way that life can just continue. I've seen along with the amazing response, there are also like those people who are like wanting Instagram to just like completely go back to their normal feeds. They want to just see, I don't know, they don't want to be, they don't want to hear about it anymore. (laughs) But like that, that just shows that you have the privilege to ignore what's going on. Right. Because you just want to post your beach pics with your friends you're not actually really supposed to be seeing right now. Um, At the beach, that's probably should be closed, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, no shade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hmm. I'm so excited to eat Thai food. For what? I'm so excited to eat Thai food so soon. Oh. Yes. Is it the first? You guys haven't been going out very much? Um. Well, actually, <laughs> we eat Thai food pretty regularly. Um, it's still like the best thing that can ever happen, ever. So, you know. Man, we don't have very many good Thai restaurants right around here. So we have to go downtown to get good Thai food. <laughs> you have a good restaurant right there in Black Mountain? Yes, Thai basil. Okay. I really recommend. Um, Yes. And what did you order? 
I got pad CU noodles with tofu and it's a great deal for me. What I've been doing, I usually, <laughs> the fact that I have this system shows how much <laughs> I, um, I'll, I can't eat the whole thing until I have some left over. And then, so then I get to look forward to lunch the next day where I mix it in with just ramen. Mm. And so then I have like vegetables and tofu in the ramen too. <laughs> anyway. Hey, it's the small things in life, right? Really? Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for talking to me. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please check out our show notes for this and other episodes at circlestories.org. While you're there, you can leave a comment, browse the archived episodes, recommend a conversation we need to have, subscribe, like, and review. Break Music was provided with permission by David Lamott. Find him and links to his catalog at davidlamott.com. Show Music, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? Music by Ada R. Habershon, arranged by Randa Kirschbaum, and performed by Dr. Jennifer Wilson. Don't try and follow us Circle Stories on social media because, well, I just don't have time. C.S. Lewis said, The next best thing to being wise oneself is to live in a circle of those who are. <laughs>